Well, the word on the screens is, I'm alive, and I feel alive, so... Oh, no, wait, I might have misread that. I think it just said I'm live. That's... That's a different message. But you know what? I am alive, and I'm happy to be here, and I'm glad knowing that if you're listening, you're alive, too, because it is Monday night. It is Toronto, and this is the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier. Check out my buddy Rob Curry. probably should have done that intro in German. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. I was going to say that's all the German I know. That's not actually true. I have a handful of useless German phrases, but uh, but that would have been something. You know why, though? Because it Oktoberfest is almost over, just by the way, in case you were wondering. Oktoberfest ends this weekend. And if you're planning on going to an Oktoberfest party on October the 16th, just know... We're all laughing at you. But you have fun at that party. I hope it's a real good time. (laughs) Indeed, in Germany, Oktoberfest runs for the two weeks leading up to the first weekend in October, which is this weekend. October the 1st is, of course, this Sunday. So, what are we drinking tonight? Well, you might remember last year. I did a couple of Oktoberfest beers. I didn't do one last week, um, mostly because I just didn't have my brain wrapped around it. But this week, I thought I saw... A particular beer, and I thought, you know what? That's what I want to have tonight. So I got my pick from last year from the German Fest beers that I had access to at uh, at the LCBO. This is Hofbrauhaus, and this is their Hofbrau original. This is the original. I was thinking it was their Fest beer. It does say original. I wonder if this is their fest beer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm drinking it. I got two bottles of it. Uh, what's the alcohol on it? That would tell me a lot. Doesn't actually say... This is 5.1%. This is just Hofbrau. Just their Hellas. This isn't their fest beer. I wasn't paying enough attention. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I've got two bottles of it, and I've got a, I've got a Stein here. So we're going to go for it. Uh, <laughs> We are going for it. I am going to have to retitle this YouTube video. I am going to open these because, as I said, it's plural. When you have a one liter Stein for Oktoberfest, you need two 500 milliliter bottles of beer. And that is what I have. Oh, sorry, kids at home. Don't worry. There's lots of beer to pour here. This is harder to do with a glass this size. And it's about to become a lot harder because it's going to be very heavy in a second. Okay, that's one bottle. That's one bottle. I'm going to hold it by the bottom of the mug here. Oh, look, you get to see the German side of the Stein. Okay, now I want a generous head on this. So kids at home, here's a little secret. Let that beer pour right into the middle. And look at that head forming now. Huh? Huh? And look at those pastoral pictures all over this mug depicting different traditional Bavarian views. This mug was given to me by my friend Christian, who lives in Freiburg, which is in Munich. Not in Munich, pardon me. It's near Munich. It's in Bavaria. 
and it's now full. There we go. Look at that. That's the kind of stein that you want to see a dirndl dressed server carrying 18 of. I don't even know if I could lift. Well, I could probably do the math on that. Yeah, no, I could definitely lift 18 steins unless they were exceptionally heavy glass. That doesn't seem probable. I could probably lift 18 of them. That, by the way, would be with the weight of the glass, probably a little over 18 kilos. It's a very liftable volume. It's more the how do you hold 18 steins of beer? That's crazy talk, but you'll see it. In fact, one of my favorite this time of year Instagram accounts is Hofbrau's uh, because they're just posting tons of photos from their uh, their fest tent, uh, which I think are they the Hippodrome? I can't remember. But anyway, lots of pictures and videos of people in Durndal carrying very large orders of beer. I just have to carry one. It does feel pretty heavy, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh I mean, a little silly to kind of review a beer out of a stein, but I'm not. Well, no, I know I've had this beer, but uh, I'm going to give you a little breakdown anyway. It's just it feels a little silly sticking my schnozzle into the top of a one liter glass of beer. I do feel good that I have this mustache now, though. This is a very uh, I think there's a very October festy quality to this mustache. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this smells so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, so funny enough, I mean, uh, sort of grassy, uh, malty goodness, without a doubt, but a very distinctive herbal hop that I'm assuming is going to be Hallertau, but it might also be that other one that I always forget, the other major German one. See, it's happened already. And I haven't even started this beer. I did have two ice cold beers since I've gotten home, though, so... That's not affecting my memory. That's not that much beer. Yeah, something hitting almost on like parsley. And it's a little earthy. But like, definitely parsley. Oh, so clean smelling. I just want to drink it. That's one of the problems with having a beer in a mug this big. You just want to drink it, especially while it's cold. And they do warm up. Although there's a lot of thermic mass in here. So, you know, do with that what you will. Oh, oh, that's a really nice beer. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So uh, much maltier on the palate. Just really nice, slightly bready, very grassy tasting malts. When I say grassy, I'm talking about like hay. Here, remember, barley is a grass. So think about when grass is high and it's dried, that hay-like kind of aroma which you can associate with barley. Obviously, it's malted, so you get a bit of a malty character to it. Mmm. But then the finish is just this really nice... It's not quite even snappy. It's not that hoppy. It's just nicely dry. Pardon me. With, as noted, although it's a little bit less uh, parsley-like here, but an herbal, leafy, hoppy snap to it. This is very good. I'm assuming this is a pills, but it might be a, might just be a Munich lager. Is that a thing? I should look that up. Hmm. I'm going to look it up the way 
that we look up things. Oh yeah, look at this. I actually still have this bottle kicking around. This is last year's, and it clearly says Hofbrau Oktoberfest beer, and it's also 6.3%. But, I mean, in fairness to me, it's not like they really vary their branding. So, yeah. I mean, this one clearly there's a, a Ferris wheel in the background. It's a different pastoral picture. Still looks pretty similar. Also, why do I have a year-old bottle in my... Well, you know what? This, this might not be a year. I might have had a couple of these, and this one might have been a later bottle. It's still pretty close to a year. So that's a little guilty confession there. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I was going to take a look at the... Oh, no, I was going to look up in the book, and that's when I saw the bottle. You know, before the Internet... There we go. We used to look things up in books, and if you want to look up something in a book about beer, you would be hard-pressed to do uh, better than the Oxford Companion to beer by none other than uh, Mr. Garrett Oliver. There's Garrett Oliver in the back. Show you the picture if you're watching the video. That's a handsome fella. All right, so we go back to the index. And we look... Oh, oh, I'm touching buttons because it's a big book. We're going to look under... M for Munich. Munich, many things. Munich Malt, Munich Oktoberfest. No, they don't have a listing for a Munich Lager. Although they do have, they note that Munich Malt does get used in Dunkel, Marzenbier, and Vienna Lager. Marzenbier, incidentally, is what a fest beer is. It is typically a Marzenbier. Anyway. When you look things up in a book, you also have the added benefit of being able to dramatically drop the book onto a surface, especially if it's a big, heavy book like that. And that's a big, heavy book. Anyway, so what's this? Probably 5.1%. It's probably a Pils. Might be a Hellas. Now let's read the label and see if it says. Well, it says that it's uh, brewed by Hofbrauhaus. It says it's a beer. It says it's Bavarian beer product of Germany, no less. Uh, nope, doesn't say anything else. Leaves it to your imagination. There is water, malted barley, and hops in there, which, because this is made in Munich, we already knew. Couldn't have anything else, because as it says right at the bottom, if you're looking in the video here, oh, try and get that in focus. There it is. This says Gebroch nach dem Bayerischen Reinheitsgebot, which my bad German thinks. Anyway, it's telling you it's made to the regulations of the Reinheitsgebot, which of course dictates. Incidentally, people will tell you four ingredients. That's inaccurate. When that law was written, the existence of yeast was not known. People were aware there was a thing that did a thing, but they didn't know what it was. And in fact, Reinhardt's about 1400s. In fact, there's good odds that they would think that if your beer didn't work out the way it was supposed to, it wasn't that you did something to the yeast. It's that you were probably in league with the devil. So that's bad. Uh, that said, uh, they do allow yeast now because obviously you have to have yeast to make beer and we know it. 
Anywho, delicious beer. This is available right now at the LCBO. Depending on which LCBO you're at, they might also have the Oktoberfest beer, which is very, very, very good. If I recall, this is a bit maltier and a bit snappier hops. Go figure. Very, very crushable beers, though. I'm not going to have any trouble getting through this one liter Stein of beer. Now, with that said, it's time to talk rugby. <laughs> oh, what are you going to eat with this? Do you really need to ask? A pretzel? Great. A sausage? You're going to love it. Have some sauerkraut on there. Have some spicy mustard. Some onions, maybe. Maybe some pickles. Pickles? You want to just eat a pickle? You need a pickle and drink that beer. It's going to go pretty good. If you're into the meat, get yourself a pork knuckle. That's very German. Uh, alternatively, uh, maybe a schnitzel. You want a schnitzel? You can have a schnitzel with this. Uh, other things? Sure. Why bother? Just have one of those, especially the pretzel. Man, I wish I had a hot pretzel right now. Mm. So that's not entirely true. I'm pretty full right now, but I'd fit it in. I would, because I love a hot pretzel. Okay, enough beer. It was a big weekend for rugby, and not for the Bommy Beach Rugby Club, because we had a bye week, so we didn't do anything this past weekend. That's not true. Some of us hung out, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what happened at the World Cup. And some important things happened. England beat Chile. Not really surprising. Would have been much more surprising if they hadn't. Uh, what was surprising was Owen Farrell came back and managed not to get red carded. So that's probably good for them. Um, yeah, England drummed up. Drummed up? No, drubbed. It was a drubbing. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, Chile, again. I think... Chile is the lowest-ranked team in the competition in the world ratings, so, again, not surprising. Speaking of low-ranked teams, France destroyed Namibia, but unfortunately in the process, a Namibian destroyed France's star player Antoine Dupont's face with his boot. And uh, you don't have to know much about rugby to know that getting kicked in the face with a boot isn't great. Add to that 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 boot probably had... Um, like one centimeter steel spikes on the bottom. They're not spiked, they're flat, but they're pointy bits. It gets even worse. Sounds like DuPont broke his uh, maxilla. So that's your, the, this, this bone right here. Actually, poking mine's a little sore. I got need in mine on Thursday. Luckily, I don't think it broke, and certainly not to the extent of Anton DuPont's. His was a mess. Uh, it's a bone in your face. It's important, like it kind of keeps your eye where it's supposed to be and stuff, but uh, it's just a face bone. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be back for the quarterfinals, probably wearing a protective mask. That's the hot take, is uh, probably about three to four weeks before he can return to play, and that puts perfectly in line for the quarterfinals. Also, he's hard as nails, so if they let him back, he will be back. What else happened? Well, in what might go down as so far the game of the tournament, uh, Ireland defeated South Africa. Bear in mind, if you're new to the sport, South Africa is the defending World Cup champion. And if anything, they are looking better than they did when they won it in 2019. But Ireland is the number one ranked team in the world. Ireland perennially struggles after the group stages in the World Cup, and in fact has never made it further than a quarterfinal. They've always been eliminated in the quarterfinals or in the group stages. 
So they, they haven't gotten there yet. They haven't even won their group. But defeating uh, South Africa at the weekend, um, it went a long way to uh, to to put a feather in their cap, as it were. Other great part about that game was with the exception, possibly of the last play of the game, the officiating was absolutely world class. There was a, a rolling mall that went down and um, Barnsey, the official, decided that the ball was not available to play, which means it's a turnover. But not only was the ball actually visible from the other side of the mall, but the scrum have actually pulled it out after he'd blown his whistle. So that's a tough one. Uh, he, I, I believe he had instructed them that, th that they needed to make use of the ball, and they didn't. So anyway, however it worked out, uh, game's over, and Ireland won. But, of course, the, the question on all your little little minds, if, if you've been paying attention, is, uh, well, Chris, what happened between Wales and Australia? That's a high drama game. If Australia won, a three-way tie at the top of the group uh, would have been very possible, and it would have come down to point difference because they all would have beaten each other and also lost to one of the others. And so it would have been a complicated and... Um, I mean, very dramatic, but potentially heartbreaking for one team uh, result. The good news is, don't worry, Wales won. Uh, and not only did they win, but they destroyed them. It was Australia's single biggest World Cup loss to date, which is to say that Wales beat them 40 to 6. Not only that, but Australia scored their first penalty kick for three points in like the fourth minute, and they scored their second in the 13th minute. And then they went 67 minutes without scoring another point. And Wales scored a lot, like 40, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. The only detraction uh, is Wales didn't get a bonus point. They didn't score four tries. Most of those points were kicks, including a real beautiful drop kick, perfectly placed and at the perfect time from uh, replacement number 10, Gareth Anscombe, who looked like he should have just started to begin with. Mm. It was a real ding-dong of a game. Really enjoyed that one. Incidentally, bonus points probably aren't going to matter because it's pretty likely Wales are going to beat Georgia. And if you beat all four, uh, if you win all four of your games, you beat all four of the other teams, nobody did better than you. And so you automatically are first. And if they are first, it's very likely they're going to play Argentina in the quarters. And while nobody wants to discount Argentina... It's likely Wales are going to be very much on an upward trajectory and Argentina are going to find them immensely hard to beat. So a Wales semi-final does not look improbable. The problem with that becomes, I think it's going to be against the winner of Ireland, Ireland playing France? Or New Zealand, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's it, it's a lot to think about. That will be a very, 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 very difficult game for Wales. Uh, but you know what? We don't need to. We, that's a bridge we can cross in five weeks or whenever we get to it. For now, 
Wales have four days off resting because they don't have a game this weekend. Uh, and then they spend nine days preparing to face the Georgians. And of course, that's Georgia, the country, not the state. The state of Georgia does not have a world class rugby program, as far as I'm aware. Man, it was a beautiful game. Really happy with that result. Uh, sad for Australia in a way. It's the first time they're ever going to not make it out of the groups uh, at the World Cup, which is unfortunate. But they're in a growth period. They'll be back. Wallabies play decent rugby, just not this year. Mm-mm-mm. So that's what happened this past weekend. It was a heck of a weekend. Hope you caught some of those games. But if you didn't, hope the recap helped. This weekend, what's happening? Are there any really cool games happening this weekend? None that are popping to mind. There might... Yeah, no, nothing's coming to mind. I could look up the schedule. It doesn't matter. Look it up yourself. Do a little homework. It's not going to hurt. Because these games are, as I've mentioned, available to watch on TSN. You can watch them. They're great. A lot of them are on the weekend. It's a nice way to spend a Saturday afternoon or Sunday. That's when I watch the Wales game. So you can check that out. Now, talking about rugby that is coming up and getting back to the club that is near and dear to my heart. Well, this Saturday, it's the big it's the big dance, isn't it? Up at Fletcher's Fields. That's at uh, 404 and Elgin Mills, right by the Honda plant. If you know where the Honda plant is on the 404. Fletcher's is just north of there every year since like I think before the pandemic they said this is the last year we're doing this up here so this is the last year we're doing this up here but they said that last year too so take that with a grain of salt it is the uh the big rugby Ontario senior men's finals your and my bummy beach uh twos will be playing in the G gauge cup final early at 11.30 against the dastardly Crusaders of Oakville. Ooh, they're, they're dastardly. Actually, it's pretty likely that the dastardly Crusaders of Oakville are going to field most of their ones because they're not playing in any of the other games that day. And so we're going to be pretty hard-pressed, I think. But we'll see. If anyone can do it, it's us. And by us, I mean them, because... I'll take my kit bag, but I'm probably not even going to put on my kit until at least halftime. And that would be if we're really doing things and I get to run on for 10 minutes of glory. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it should be a fun one. And hey, win or lose, you know who wins? Rugby wins. Also, hopefully us. Then later in the day, I believe at 3.30 kickoff. The Bombay Beach men's ones face the Harlequins of Brantford for the McCormick Cup final. We are defending champions, but good golly, is it hard to win two years in a row? And if you add in the fact that if we'd had a McCormick Cup in uh, 2021, we would have won that too. Uh, <laughs> instead, we won the Marshall Plate or some made-up trophy because of COVID. Uh it's a pretty heavy lift doing that. But again, if anyone can do it, it's going to be us. Now, I'm certainly not going to give away any strategy. But believe me, we've been studying. And we've been training. And this week we're going to be training hard. Because, good golly, wouldn't it be nice to seal that one? Make it a dynasty. 
Mm. A guy can dream. A guy can dream. That's where you're going to find me on Saturday. Up at Fletcher's Fields. There's no, uh, no ticket, by the way. You just show up and watch any of the games. Between the G gauge at 11.30 and the McCormick final at... Uh, at 3.30, there are three other notable games being contested. There is the Fall Cup, which is the uh, uh, cup uh, that they contest for teams that finished in the bottom half of the uh, Marshall division. Um, there is also the uh, consolation game for the McCormick, which is between Scottish and Ajax? No, I think Ajax is in the Fall Cup. Anyway, another team, not us. And uh, I was surprised because I noticed there was another game and I've forgotten what it was. Fall Cup? G Gage? McCormick? Oh, I think I was including the McCormick there. Anyway, lots of good rugby. Come on up and take a look. It's a ton of fun. Plus, you get to drink a lot of beer. Not if you're driving, and that's one of the only ways to get there. So if you're going, try and bring a group and make sure one of them doesn't want to drink, but also is capable of driving. That'd be great. Or take a bus like a rugby team. Uh, that's what we're up to. Good golly. The next time you see me won't be next week, by the way. We need to get to that, too. The next time you see me, the results of that game will be done. I don't know what I'm going to do. There won't be any more rugby. till the new year. Uh, but there will still be the World Cup. We'll have that for a little while yet. Hey, speaking of which, next Monday, I am not going to be podcasting, not because it's a holiday, because it's not a holiday, but it's a holiday for me. I'm taking the next two, count them, two weeks off work. Next Monday, this time, next Monday, I will be sequestered in a cabin in upstate New York with nothing but my dog and me and the quiet probably some beer or maybe a bottle of bourbon something like that but uh yeah i'm going down to do a little hiking maybe a little fishing and uh just have a couple of quiet uh, quiet days in the woods start out my holiday come back home it'll be my birthday the following weekend which some people call thanksgiving and and i do too uh that being said there's a good possibility I won't record on Thanksgiving Monday because I don't exactly know what the schedule is yet. But uh, I'll try and jump on at some point and just remind you I still exist. And that, like, I didn't disappear in the woods. You know, last time I went to upstate New York, I actually got lost. Yeah, I wasn't really lost. Like, I could see the lights of Lake Placid and I, I like I knew I could get there. It would have been a really long walk, but I could get there. Uh, but I also had no idea where the trail had went. And I literally had to walk down off the side of a mountain. Except it's not really a mountain. It's more like a big hill. They call it a mountain. It's not a mountain. It's not even really in the Appalachian. It's like the foothills of the Appalachian. Anyway, uh, I was perfectly fine. I was perfectly safe. Although it did occur to me. You remember you see it on Facebook all the time. There'd be one of those things that would be like, uh, how bad are you? Give, give yourself a point for every one of these things that you've done. It's like, got a tattoo, point. Got a piercing, point. Been drunk, point. Consumed drugs, point. You know, uh, snuck out of the house, point. One of the ones I never 
would count myself a point for was uh, hitchhiked, which on the one hand doesn't seem like that bad a thing to do, although I understand in modern society, blah, 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 blah. But then it occurred to me, oh no, actually that time in New York, I did. I hitchhiked back to my car because when I walked down off the mountain, I wasn't anywhere near the trailhead. In fact, I was on a highway alone. And every time I would turn my head to the side with my headlamp illuminated, there would be all these pairs of eyes staring at me out of the woods, which were deer. But at night, when it's from a few hundred meters away, and all you're catching is the reflection of the eyes, deer eyes look suspiciously like human eyes, in that they're about the same width apart and about the same height, and it looked like there were a bunch of dead people staring at me out of the woods, and it took a not insignificant amount of self-control not to have a complete meltdown. Thankfully, not long after that, I flagged down a vehicle and they gave me a ride, so that worked out well. But I hitchhiked. I get to add that to my list. Anyway, hoping I don't have to hitchhike this time because I'm going to have a dog with me and that's a heavier lift. Hey, can you give me a ride back to my car and my dog who's probably covered in mud and stinks and um, is probably very excitable? See, it's a lot harder trying to get in an Uber with a muddy pit bull. It's not going to happen. Anyway, that's where we're at. Hey, pick up some German beer this week or German style there are many good fest beers being made in the city not 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 including no including but not limited to uh I think it's called Nonbe from uh, Godspeed Ooh, that's a really good fest beer get some fest beer into you and get it into you while Oktoberfest is still on which is to say in the next five days because it's all over it's all over this weekend coming up and uh and yeah that's that's what we got. It's Oktoberfest. That's an Oktoberfest beer. Hofbrauhaus. This is the original. Like I said, Fest beer probably also available if you look it up. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's why I didn't get it. Look it up and get it. And if you can get a big old glass like this, one liter, you could do a lot worse. I'll tell you that. Look at that. I'm a little over halfway done. So I finished one of those bottles in 29.58. Mmm. Still plenty left for the TikTok, though. You remember I told you about that. You can check me out on TikTok doing a 60-second review of this beer. It'll be easy. It's a tasty beer, but it's not complicated. I don't have to go in-depth on this one. So you can check that out. I'll be going live on that in just a couple minutes. And then look me up on TikTok. It's a reel, I think. Is that what we put on TikTok? Gonna have to look that one up. Anyway, closing this one out is not... In fact, my friend Rob Curry, uh, because this is the episode before Oktoberfest, so as I think I'm now making traditional, we're going to finish with a different Rob. And it's the Rob who wrote the song that they play after Last Call has been completed in the beer tents in Munich for Oktoberfest. And I just burped, trying to be dramatic. Awful. Awful. This is not Rob Curry, although you can buy Rob's Curry, Rob Curry's record from the link in the description. This fellow does not need you to buy any of his records because he is doing just fine. This is one Robert Robbie Williams with Angels. You have yourself a good night, a happy Oktoberfest, and I'll talk at you. I don't know, sometime. Night.